0: We're back, and we're the Golden Ghouls. Alyssa, Kylie, <laughs> Emily, and it's time to get spooky.
1: Ooh! Ooh.
0: I thought Kylie was gone for a I moment. Know. I got like really off. scared. Where'd and I go? I got so scared. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was out there in another, <laughs> another uni. It's another ether. Song? Oh. Mm-hmm. My gosh. What? You guys, I had my consultation <gasps> with Sarah. Tell oh, us all about it.
1: Shoot.
0: So for those of you who listen to The Night Owl, I had a consultation with Sarah about my abilities as a medium, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and I have met a few times before. We've talked briefly about my abilities, so to speak, but not at length. So this is a whole hour of us just, like, diving right in and going for it. Brilliant. So I got there, and she was like, so I know a little bit, but, like, tell me why you think you have this ability. Like, what makes you think that? And so I told her about the headaches that I get. And I told her, like, I am prone to migraines, but these are really different. Mm -hmm. And migraines for me kind of, like, build throughout the day where this is immediate. And then, like, if I leave that space, I'm fine. It's gone. And without telling her how or, like, where they're occurring, she was like, well, they're coming to you right between your eyes because your third eye is closed off. Dang. And they want to come to you visually but they can't because of something that scared you so much as a child. Oh,
1: wow.
0: And she was like, you saw a man when you were a child, and it scared you a lot, and that is part of what has closed off your ability to see things like you used to. Because they do still see things sometimes, but it's more like auditory or feelings now. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because... I don't remember this incident at all, but a medium in New Orleans told me the same exact thing. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I don't remember this, so I'm passing this off as whatever. Mm-hmm. But when Sarah said it, I was like, okay, something happened that I do not remember. Mm-hmm. And so there I've put, I've employed some sort of tactic to not remember this, but I've got to. Yeah. So she also called out the fact that my mom sees things Mm. but doesn't hear or feel them. Like she knew this about your mom? Yes. Wow. Which is true. And so she said that she really wants to meet us together because we each have what the other person needs. And she was like, seeing you together would also help me learn more about how to help you both, which is really crazy. But she said that the spirit that I saw is a spirit guide. They've been with me for a long time. It's the only male spirit guide that I have. Hmm.
2: Okay.
0: And he wouldn't tell her exactly who he was because he wants me to figure it out. Uh But she said it feels like either a grandfather or an uncle. Which part of me thinks it's my uncle, which is kind of what I've always thought. Right. But she said they're presenting themselves as an older male. My uncle's only, he was around my mom's age, so he wouldn't even be 50.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they can also present however they think of themselves in the afterlife. So yeah, whatever that may be. But she said, I also have a bunch of female spirits attached to me. And she said she thinks that it's coming from my mother's side. The women on my mother's side had this gift. She Hmm. said that my great-grandmother had it, which I believe fully, my Mexican great-grandma, who I never met, but I know my grandfather Mm -hmm. used to always talk about them seeing ghosts in their home as a child. Hmm. And I think my great-grandmother, like, knew about that, too. So I'm like... Maybe that's where it's coming from. But she also said she sees like either herbalism or maybe like Wiccans somewhere in my bloodline because there's a lot of like (laughs) there's a lot of nature imagery that was coming to her. Mm. And if it was coming from my mom's side, it would make sense for like Brujas.
1: Okay. Yeah. And,
0: like, herbalism is big in, like, Mexican culture. Right. Uh-huh. So that would make sense.
2: Yeah.
0: But my homework is learning to meditate. Okay. Because she thinks it will help to open the third eye again. And so I started as soon as I got home, and it was really bizarre because I started seeing, like, the outline of a figure. Oh. A male figure <gasps> with really broad shoulders.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: It and me- so I'm like, it's, <laughs> 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 it's Kylie. Oh, yeah. But it's coming, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're going to continue working together. Mm-hmm. I want to set up the next time my mom is here, I'm hoping that we can meet with her together and try and better figure out who this spirit guide is, because yeah. whoever it is said they also know my mother.
1: Right. And so, like, you don't think it's, I mean, you said it could be your uncle, but you did see your uncle when you were young. I
0: did, but that, like, to me, I don't remember that being scary, but maybe it was. Yeah. But my mom said I used to tell her I'd see things all the time. Right. So So, so it could
2: be a number hmm. somebody
0: else. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly
0: i don't this know this is exciting i mean it could be it's very yes. exciting it could be a great grandfather it could be i don't know well, i just trying don't
1: know. to appear do you keep meditating
0: yeah i'm Sunny. on that i'm about that meditation life so if anyone <laughs> out there has a guided meditation that they really love or just tips for meditating let your girl know i love it but it was amazing she's amazing Uh, She said that she's hoping to start offering classes potentially. Mm -hmm. So if that becomes a thing, I'll have to shout it out because she she's just so lovely and working with her is it was really cool. Very chill, very relaxed. Right.
1: She's a really cool person. She is. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. But Yeah.
2: So that's wow! What's, that's
1: Thank what's you for updating us. I love it. I know for real. Yeah,
0: but she was like, "You definitely have it. Ooh. You just gotta gotta go for it." She kept being like, "Are you sure you want to see things? Oh. Like, are you sure?" Oh my gosh! I was like, "Yeah." Uh,
1: I mean, from what <laughs> we've no, heard,
2: I, I, you know, having that ability and opening up that door can be very heavy. So we yeah. appreciate she her was like, "It's <laughs>
0: absolutely she was like it's never about you it's always people coming to you to talk to somebody else uh, she was like so get used to that because i'll be an heb and someone's grandma will come to me and be like you have to go to dallas and buy this pony She was <laughs> like no it's not that crazy but like i have had people come to me while i'm in the grocery store and tell me like i have to give this message to someone else some other shopper wow
1: oh, <laughs> that is wild that's i'm like
0: well wild. that's fun right but yeah, we're partying. Woo. We are partying. I love it. so
1: amazing.
0: It's a maze.
1: And I can't wait for yeah. what's to come.
0: It's going to be a wild ride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to do some meditating this evening, probably. Great idea. Good. That sounds nice. I'm also kind of afraid to do it while I'm home alone.
1: I, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you got to, you know, when you're starting, be safe. Yeah yeah
0: be safe because yeah. mm-hmm. she was like when it when you get really good at it and they start to come to you visually you will have a line of people waiting to talk to you Wow,
1: she's but, popular oh, my She's my lord all that.
0: that's what they say <laughs> the people have said but yeah Ugh. that that's a fun update that's a great very update. fun i told you guys
1: i'd keep you looped in wonderful you guys have anything spooky exciting going on Um, Oh, well, you know, I did have something actually happen the other day that was very strange that has never happened before. And it was so vivid. And it was right before I was going over to my grandpa's house. It was the night before I was in bed. And as you know, my grandma passed away Mm -hmm. like not too long ago. I was going over to his house to like unpack some photographs and take some albums and maybe some furniture that he just wanted to get rid of in Mm -hmm. the house. And as I was lying in bed thinking about having to go over there, and the next day, I got this strong scent of my grandmother <gasps> in the house.
0: Oh, I got chills. Mm. And it
1: was just the most, like, I like. It was like I could just smell it, like she was just standing there oh, or something. That's why. And a couple seconds later, it just disappeared. And I swear I cannot smell it again.
0: That's so weird. Like I c- I can't. I'm a little bit teary eyed. I yeah. know. Isn't that's that? so
1: special. And so I told my grandpa and he was really excited about Aww. it. But it was just weird to me that now that I'm like trying to get the scent back and like think about it and yeah. smell it, I can't do it. Yeah. So something happened. Whoa. She was there, I think.
0: Yeah. Wow. I know. That's beautiful. I'm all goosebumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How sweet it was. She knew you were going to help out. Yeah, yeah. she did. <laughs> She's a sweetie. We love her for that. I know.
1: Oh, making me freaking so- cry. <laughs> I love it. You're so sweet. I love the fam.
0: I love the fam. You know. I know they come too. back to tell us yeah. it's going to be okay.
1: Hopefully I'll get that back again a couple times because I am taking her jewelry case. <gasps> that's this big oh. brown thing that she had that's just gorgeous. You can put all your, like, jewelry in all the little cabinets it has. Yeah. Well, I've she already
0: seen it. some of her jewels that oh, you have, I mean, and they're gorgeous. The yes. Wow.
1: So hopefully she'll be visiting me more often. Yeah.
0: Come in to make sure you're taking care of her Her goods. Hey, girl, I'll
1: dust that every day, <laughs> hmm <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Gotta respect it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Oh, I love that. Kylie, anything spooky in your neck of the woods? So nothing happened to me in particular. However, when I came home today, um, as as we know, my cat Dante has been staying with my parents um, since I moved home. He will be moving into my apartment once I move next month, but he's been staying with my parents and he's usually up in my parents' room. And my dad was saying that last night, He woke up around three o'clock or around two or three o'clock, and Dante was sitting like right next to him, but looking away. And he started backing up into my dad and he was staring up at the ceiling and then paused and was like looking around the room as if there were something there. And my dad was like, There were no, you know headlights coming through the window and it's too cold for bugs to be flying around but Ugh. you know sometimes dante sees some weird stuff
1: <laughs> okay. i what? So
2: my dad it freaked my dad out and he's not you know he's not easily scared but he he has had some you know some experiences throughout his life so he might be more open to things like that but freaked him out <laughs>
0: when animals do that i'm always like Use your words. Like,
1: <laughs> tell me what's happening. Yeah, is there somebody in the room?
0: It's scary. Poppy does that a lot.
1: Oh, really? Where she just,
0: like, stares at the ceiling and watches something. And I know there's nothing there. Right. Mm-hmm. Or she'll just stare at the doorway and be mad at it. I'm like, no.
2: <laughs> be, be
0: mad me. at it. <laughs> Use yeah. your words, sis. Woof. Yeah. Animals. Gotta love them.
1: They're true blessing.
0: They mm-hmm. really are. We love them. See
1: things for us that we cannot see. hmm
0: Woof. You guys know what else is spooky? What? What? Poltergeists. Uh-huh.
1: That's for real.
0: That's for real. That's
1: for real scary. I tell you what. That's
0: what's true. We're, we're going to talk about them today. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Let's dive the hell in. Yes. First, I'm going to tell the people, who, for anyone who doesn't know, exactly what a poltergeist is. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's actually German for "no noisy ghost" or "noisy spirit,"
1: uh,
0: which is a good.
1: That's it's a an good, accurate description. Right, that's a good define. But this is a type
0: of ghost that's responsible for physical disturbances specifically. So loud noises, objects being moved or destroyed, not cool. <laughs> no, um, they're also capable of pinching, biting, hitting, tripping people. So these are the tricky ones. Real gnarly. Yeah, really gnarly. Most accounts of them describe the movement or levitation of objects such as furniture or cutlery, which please do not oh, be moving cutlery. God, for real. That's Don't danger. touch knives ghosts, okay? Mm-hmm. Or like loud knocking sounds on doors, waking people up in the middle of the night with loud noises, stuff like that, which I don't want to be a part of.
1: No, like relax.
0: Yeah, just chill out. <laughs> yeah. The first night that we moved into this house, though, honestly,
1: today.
0: something spooky happened. And Steve was like, no. But we had this, <laughs> we had this like ceramic owl sitting down on the ground. And up on top of the fridge was this, uh, like a pasta sheeter, the metal for making pasta right so it's like a big heavy thing it was up on top of the fridge it was not on the edge or anything like that it fell off in the middle of the night somehow
1: what? I don't know
0: how that would have happened and this was after I already told Steve like hey I'm getting kind of weird vibes in this house like when I came to visit it I didn't really feel anything but I think maybe they were spooking on me because I've uh-huh. seen stuff in here since then
1: Oh, jeez. But, yeah, that happened,
0: like, <laughs> the first night. And then a few things have gone missing. And then I found them later on. But...
1: Oh, you know... Dude, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> Always. Have this little earring that when I got my ears pierced, they, you know, from Claire's, yeah. they give you the little earring to leave in for a while, right? Yeah. And, like... You just have to sleep in them all the time, whatever. One night I was washing my face and I was trying to put the earring back in and I dropped it down the drain, right? And I was like, well, shit, like they're good, you know, like I got to find another earring. So I started using my grandma's earrings because I was like, I don't have anything else. Like, yeah. And I would put in like her little earrings from whatever. Literally two weeks later, the earring was on my lotion bottle. In the bathroom. What? I swear to God, and I have both of them now. You telling me what the F happened there? When I have was this? no idea. I haven't told anybody because I'm like, am I losing my No, life? you're not. Because
0: remember <laughs> the vitamin?
2: Do you remember the gummy, yes. gummy <laughs> vitamin? Yes. Yep. And then my uh, mom's story with the ring, how a ring was yes. missing and then it showed up.
1: Yes. But I saw this go, go down, down the, the drain. drain. And, I, and I remember thinking, this sucks. Like, yeah. I lost the earring that I'm supposed to wear at night. And there's know? no way you got down
0: that drain and no. got it back.
1: And like, there's no, just not. No and there way. was no plumber it who was, came and by. It was sitting on top of my round, flat lotion, body lotion bottle, just sitting there. <laughs> Which is not I where you would put it. it. Exactly. I hadn't seen it in weeks because I no. was down the drain. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Something spit that bitch back out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone is tricky. Someone is yeah. tricky. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Woof. Yeah, they're traditionally described as these troublesome spirits who haunt a person, but not specifically the location. Mm-hmm. So okay. I was watching Ghost Hunters recently. I thought I knew all about poltergeist, right? I didn't realize that they're attached to people and not places. And there's this episode where this woman was like, my house is haunted as fuck. All this bad stuff is going on. Don't know why. I've had all this bad luck. I fell down the stairs. I did it like... She had all of this horrible shit happening to her. Mm. And Grant was like, I think it's a poltergeist. So they they did an investigation when she was out of the home. Nothing happened. As soon as they brought her into the house, weird shit started happening. Like... Uh EVPs, weird noise phenomena, like all of this stuff, as soon yeah. as she came into the house. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, it's about yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I only learned that recently. It's attached to a person and not specifically the I, place. Yeah. Dang. But um manifestations have been reported in tons of cultures and countries, including the US, India, Japan, Brazil, Australia, lots of European nations. So people People have had this stuff happen.
2: A lot. A lot.
0: -hmm. Um, Early claims of them say that it dates back to the first century, but references to poltergeists became more common in the 1600s. So when I was looking up stories, a lot of them were, like, in the early 1600s, which is crazy. That's
1: interesting. A Mm. lot
0: of them were, like, proven to be hoaxes, but... Mm. Something, something made them start talking about this.
1: Hmm. It's really bizarre, like the though. Witch, the witch time, maybe you know, when all that witch stuff was going
0: on. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. So pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. Who who wants to kick it off? Who wants to get? I can to, kick, you know, I can kick so, it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, do it, take do it away, it. honey. Am I? Am I okay? So. We're gonna take it back a few uh, a few decades, okay, uh, to Enfield, London, England. Ooh. Yes, and here's the thing: Alyssa and I were trying to decide whether or not we've talked about this before. We have a running document that lists all the topics. This isn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa even listened to an episode that she thought this was included in. So if this is a repeat. We are sorry. But also, if you know what episode this is on, let us know because
1: we are losing Blood our minds. Nice. <laughs> Call us out. I tried so I really hard. I don't think we talked about this, though, because I recently watched, you know, the movie. Yeah. and And I was like, I don't think I knew about this.
0: I think so, I, I think I've watched and read so much about this case yeah. mm-hmm. that you just I think, think I've talked right. about it, but I don't think I have. Right. Okay. So,
1: just do it.
0: Just go for it. And if the people
2: don't like it,
1: then oof, listen you know to what? it again, you I right. think the people are going to love it. <laughs> you.
2: And also, the Poltergeist movie is based on the um, the account that was in New York, not yes. in the UK. So, yes, this no, 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 this I'm is completely different Conjuring story.
0: Too. But yes, here we go. Con- yeah, one of the Conjuring movies is based on this, this specific story. This one, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. All right, y'all ready for this? Da-na-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> All right, we're taking it back to August of 1977. A woman named Peggy Hodgson and her four children were renting a house on 284 Green Street. Uh, This is actually a council house, which is public housing. Uh, And it was located in Brimsdown, Enfield, London, England. So we've set the scene. Mm -hmm. So the youngest sisters or the youngest children, Margaret, age 13, and Janet, age 11, were they started to experience extreme paranormal activity in uh, the house and it was mostly happening to Janet whereas Margaret was witnessing it. What's odd is that these entities or this entity seem to have chosen only one of the children but as Alyssa just mentioned poltergeists usually attach themselves to a person rather than a house or a location uh, or rather than haunting like multiple people. So to this day, this has been described as the most documented paranormal event in Britain, uh, with psychic researcher Maurice Gross leading the observations. So that August, the mom, Peggy, she made a call to the police. Uh, a constable went down to the house and saw with her own eyes a chair wobble and slide across the floor but nobody could determine the cause of the movement. So imagine being this female poli- police officer and you're just going down, doing your due diligence, going down to a house where <laughs> someone made a call and you see a fucking, <laughs> excuse my French, piece of furniture slide across the floor by itself. And then you're supposed to go back and tell all of your male colleagues what you saw. Are you going to be believed? no. Like, my lord, bunch of in 1977, <laughs> yeah, woof. <laughs> However, more people started to come by, and then the case became this this huge story. So it was it was the talk of the town. Uh, reporters started to write about the what they called the Enfield poltergeist, and over the next year and a half, the house had over 30 guests who wanted to either see the paranormal activity with their own eyeballs or they wanted to debunk it. These guests included psychic researchers, journalists, uh, neighbors, uh, more police officers, etc. Almost all of these guests claim to have seen objects being thrown in the air, across the room, heavy furniture moving on its own, and very loud and unsettling banging noises. So to have that, to have even more than two outsiders witnessing these things that says to me that there's definitely something going on <laughs> for sure yeah. you know so the wildest claim is that many of these guests actually saw uh the daughter janet horizontally levitating
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that doesn't just happen janet, no you can't down, just girl. do that yeah. by yourself you no. know otherwise very talented janet <laughs> those abs we need to put you in Cirque du Soleil right Yeah uh-huh.
2: so as the uh, as the cases came in or the accounts came in um, there, a team went to the house and one of these team members uh, one of these investigators was a photographer uh, Graham Morris he was from the Daily Mirror and he caught this levitation on camera and he says what? to this day that this was real this happened and it was not a bunch of hocus pocus <laughs>
1: mm.
2: one of the neighbors uh, even claimed to have seen janet levitating from outside the window when she walked by which this could just be you know a nosy neighbor trying to be part of the fun making up lies or maybe she actually looked up to the window and saw janet freaking hanging over her own bed we don't know damn it janet <laughs> damn it janet get sound from there get sound get sound hon so Graham Morris the photographer uh, he among many others who were part of the investigation uh, also heard a man's voice so this Mm. specific story was covered in the Daily Mail and the Daily Mirror uh, until reports came to an end in 1979 however Vren I can't even say this word, ventriloquist, (laughs) Ray Allen, he visited the house and basically said, you know what? Janet is making these male voices. These are simply vocal tricks, you know, blah, blah, blah. These are just kids playing games. But what was weird is that when Graham Morris and the investigators uh, were trying to speak to this entity, the voice identified itself as the previous tenant, Bill, who had died in the house, something that Janet would have not known. Mm-hmm. So, one of, um, so, Society for Physical Research member Maurice Gross and Guy Lion Playfair also heard curious whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction. Huh. However, Playfair... <laughs> So you're like, all right, is it Janet or is it not? Uh, however, uh, Guy Leon Playfair, I think I called him Guy before. <laughs> this guy, he, you know, despite hearing these noises coming from Janet, he still claims that the poltergeist was real. And he wrote a book about it titled This House is Haunted The True Story of the oh. Poltergeist. <laughs> what a title.
1: That is a great title.
2: This house. Is haunted. Uh, Just and, tells the story
1: right in the beginning, you know. Yeah, and except for you know, when he's wrong. It's Janet who's haunted.
2: Yeah, you gotta wonder. Other paranormal investigators who studied the case, and this is what made me think maybe we talked about this before, but who knows? <laughs> Not us. Other paranormal investigators who studied this included American demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> We, we talked about add. them at length. Yeah. yeah, they 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 get brought up a lot. They're
1: pretty popular.
2: They are. yeah, they're V-pop. Yeah, so they visited the Enfield House in 1978 when it was in the middle of the the middle of this investigation and when all of these wild things were happening. And they were convinced that the events had a supernatural explanation. Uh, but still, many have speculated, especially after uh, Maurice Gross heard, you know, curious whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction. So people <laughs> who had not gone to the house were, they they weren't thinking this was real. They were blaming the kids. And honestly, when I was first reading about this story, I did think that, like, you know, this, perhaps there was a little bit of abnormal Uh, abnormal activity but it does seem like maybe it's a little bit of children's trickery I could absolutely see that happening I feel like I myself would maybe start playing around and like being theatrical with all of these adults in my house giving me attention (laughs) maybe that's just me you know Mm -hmm. years after all of this happened when Janet was an adult she uh had an interview with the Daily Mail, and she said that, yes, she and her sister had faked the phenomena, but only 2% of it. Okay. Okay. So... How did she do (laughs) the math on that? She's like, approximately 2%.
0: (laughs) She's like, well, there were this many incidents, and this number we did, so 2%. Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 So, I mean, all in all, she's saying, like, barely... So I think her being, you know, a young girl, I think these things did happen, all of this weird paranormal activity. And I think so, because there are so many firsthand sources who were there, like grown ass adults who say that there's they have absolutely no doubt in their mind that what they experienced was some type of paranormal Mm -hmm. entity. So I think that Mm -hmm. along with that, Janet, you know, probably also played some of her own tricks uh-huh. You know, just for the heck of it. Because that was her life at the time. You know, her life mm-hmm. revolved around this. People, All these strangers were coming into her house. And, you know, she maybe she, as I said, she liked the attention. She wanted people to continue coming by. And so she wanted to give the people something to talk about.
1: Give them what they want.
0: I don't blame yeah. them. Yeah, give them the old razzle-dazzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had to get through it somehow. Yeah, right. exactly. Another right? thing about poltergeists is that they're most often... Attached to adolescents, oh. Like, not always, because obviously it's happened to uh, adults, but it's usually adolescents. Makes sense. is true of a lot of hauntings because they can draw more energy from those
2: kids. Very true. Very true. So here's a funny yeah. example of uh, Janet being tricky. <laughs> so a video camera. So gross one of the members of the society for physical research uh he had he set up a video camera and a room Mm -hmm. next door and he caught janet bending spoons (laughs) and attempting to bend an iron bar so she was trying to make it seem like you know some something was bending the the spoons and such he also witnessed Janet banging a broom handle on the ceiling and hiding
1: his tape recorder. <laughs> Janet, that doesn't sound like 2% Janet. I know, it sounds <laughs> a little fit. bit more Than like two. 4. <laughs> <laughs> but he still
2: believed that there was something going on, right? Yes, absolutely. And he said he was he agreed. He was like, "Yes, Janet definitely played some tricks." However, that does not denounce what was actually going on, which was some type of mm-hmm. poltergeist. Um, yeah. Skeptics had argued that the alleged poltergeist voice, that man's voice that originated from Janet, you know, was you know, heard playing some some vocal tricks. However, gross, he to this day has a recording of him talking to this entity bill, and you can hear the voice on the recording. And Gross asks, you know, who are you? He says, Bill, I used to live here. And he asks Bill, you know, did you, did you die in this house? Like what happened? And he says, yes, I died. Um, I had a hemorrhage and I died in the chair downstairs. And so afterward, Gross went up to Janet and asked her, you know, hey, tell me what a hemorrhage is. And she gave a very confused face and it was, you know, it was obvious that she didn't know, you know, whether or not a kid is lying. Um, But, Mm -hmm. you know, Janet didn't have this type of vocabulary, vocabulary or education at this time. So she would have no idea what a hemorrhage was or to even apply it in in that context. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a recording I'll show you. I'll tell you guys where to listen to it uh, towards the end. But it's it's creepy. It does not sound like. a a girl was making this voice (laughs) Uh, and she was doing, or not she, but this voice was occurring so often. There's no way that like she would have damaged her voice. Had this actually been her, (laughs) like it sounds insane. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like she was making this voice. So as I said, this is talk of the town. Now this is talk. This is talk of the country. At the second international SPR conference at Cambridge in 1978, video cassettes from the case were examined. One of the SPR investigators, Anita Gregory, basically said, "You know what? The Sunfield poltergeist is bull and that the girls have definitely, <gasps> you know, started some of these incidents to receive attention." However, again, she she had never been there. So Gross made it very clear that, like, yeah, we understand the speculation. Yes, we know that, like, Janet has toyed with us a little bit. But you need to get your ass down here to witness this, and then you will believe. Like, there there will be no doubt in your mind. So the reports stopped in 1979, almost, I think it was, like, 18 months that this was going on. Uh, Regardless, the hype lived on. To this day, it's been mentioned in TV documentaries, books, horror films. Um, I have some great news for any skeptics, what I was just talking about. You can hear some of these recordings. Uh, BBC Radio 4 aired a 45 minute program about two years ago. This was like April uh, 2018. And it reunited a group of witnesses and investigators from the uh, Enfield. Poltergeist case. So the witnesses include a former BBC radio reporter, Roz Morris, who recorded uh, the poltergeist, Graham Morris, the photographer, uh, they were father and son, who took the famous series of the photographs of Janet levitating, um, and Richard Gross, as I mentioned before, um, who was basically a solicitor and cross examined everything. So the program wow. it also includes Janet and Margaret. The <gasps> oh, yeah. two with
0: the stars. For yeah.
2: And let me just say, y'all, it is very difficult to believe that this was a hoax once you listen to this program. Like you have the firsthand accounts, they all line up. It doesn't sound like it like you know, you can just tell when people are lying. They're not lying. These are primary sources. Yeah. They have the recordings from the investigation, and Mm -hmm. it's just wild to me. So you can find this on the BBC website, Um, you know, a simple Google search BBC Enfield Poltergeist program, Uh, BBC Radio 4, actually. But go and take a listen and let us know what you think, because to me, this is what solidified my opinion on this case. And I absolutely believe that this was a poltergeist. The recordings are spooky,
0: yeah, I've heard them. Yeah, um, I'll see if I can find some footage or something to share on the gram too for anyone who doesn't feel like doing the Google. But yeah. it's spooky. Also, The Conjuring too. Mm-hmm. The Bill thing is one of the creepiest. Oh god,
1: yeah. he! I mm-hmm. see him in my dreams.
0: I do too. Like it's. <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That is spooky. Normally, those movies don't get me, but Bill, I was like, uh Bill was
1: terrified. I mean, after a while, you're kind of like, oh, Bill, you know? But then yeah, he <laughs> first starts popping out.
0: Yeah. You know? And Woo. he, ugh, woof. Yeah. Woofer. Woof. That's wow. a good one. Yeah. Wow. I I got a fun one. Do it. Let's And hear. by fun, it's spooky i actually never heard of this one before, so I'm very excited. Oh, okay. But this is the Rosenheim poltergeist, and I got most huh. of this information from ghosttheory.com. Very cool. Uh-oh. So check them out for spooky tales. Yes, I will. Setting the scene. This is, we're in the law office of lawyer Sigmund Adam in Rosenheim, southern Bavaria. And these strange happenings started. First, employees thought they were attributed to power surges.
1: Okay.
0: But that's not the case. So it's 1967, and his office starts receiving these mysterious phone calls with no answer on the other end. Hmm. All four of the office's telephones would ring at the exact same time, and calls would be cut off or interrupted on a daily basis. So people were like, something's up with the phone lines. Like, this is bizarre. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Adams thinks that this the equipment malfunctioning. He had the telephones replaced several times only to find out that the strange calls were going to continue. Mm. So then he has a technician from the local phone company come out and examine all the lines in the office. And the company is like, nope, nothing to see here. Everything seems normal. No explanation. as to why this is happening? Then he realizes that he's getting charged for local calls that are made to the talking clock. And people are like, Okay, he's being charged for calls like these are actually happening. This isn't he's not making this up. So they actually charged him at one point for making six calls per minute to the talking (laughs) clock. But that was physically impossible (laughs) given the time. Given the time it takes to dial the number and the time it would take for someone to pick up on the other end, which is when a charge starts, right? there was no way he could possibly <laughs> make... Yeah, he couldn't make <laughs> six phone calls, cr- yeah. calls per minute. They, like, tested it out, right. and they couldn't They couldn't
1: recreate it. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, then the
0: lights in the building start acting up. Uh, Light whoop. fixtures would swing on their own. They would turn on and off. And on some occasions, they even saw the fixture rotate 90 degrees in its socket. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, uh, he was like, okay, phones, we're not figuring that out. Power company, get in here, check it out. So they check out all the circuits. Everything's fine. They installed these voltage meters to measure power surges flowing through the office. And they recorded powerful surges So powerful that they could have blown the fuses from the breaker box. But as you may have guessed, no fuse was ever blown. They were like, based on what's happening, shit should be blown out here. There should be no lights on, like... Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Super weird. So then their photocopier starts leaking for no reason. So they cut off all the power (sighs) to the office. And they (laughs) use this standalone generator to get electricity. But... The strange phenomena continues regardless of the generator, regardless of where power is coming from. So these two physicists, they hear of these strange phenomena happening and they're like, We'll figure out these anomalies. Like, mm. we got this.
1: Mm-hmm. Science.
0: So they decide exactly. to come investigate. Yeah, science. Okay. They're like, the we're gonna it. figure out a logical explanation. So they take several trips to the office, they have their scientific investigation, and they come to the conclusion that it's beyond their experience, they can't explain it, they've never seen anything like it. No words. They've got no words. So people are really starting to talk about this place. And Hans Bender of Freiburg's Institute of Paranormal Research catches wind And he decides he's going to come visit the place, offer some help. So after several interviews and research, Bender says that the phenomenon only started at certain times of the day and then would end at certain times of the day. Hmm. So coincidentally, this young employee, Anne-Marie Scarborough, Ah. (laughs) Scarborough? Hard to say. Mm -hmm. It's happening when she's in the office
2: girl yeah
0: so he noted that yep he noted that as soon as she was stepping in the office this strange phenomena started and as soon as she left shit was business as usual back to normal
1: you're fired i'm so sorry yeah
0: so (laughs) he interviews her she's a teenager which the adolescent thing Uh uh-huh you know something's up um he concludes through his interview that she's like super high strung teenager. She's got a lot of emotional turmoil. She's we get it. got repressed anger. She doesn't like the work that she's doing. She doesn't like her employer. The usual the usual vibes, you yeah. know. So he's like something something's attached to her yeah this isn't
1: just your teen aches. no you
0: know (laughs) so from december of 1967 to january of 1968 the phenomena grew and grew like exponentially during that time calendar pages would fly off of the calendar paintings would turn on their hooks drawers from desks would slide open and out tossed on the ground Um, But the most shocking incident was when someone saw this heavy oak cabinet. They estimated that it would weigh around 400 pounds. It slid a few feet on the ground, didn't damage the linoleum or anything. It just glided on its own across the floor. Wow. 400-pound cabinet. So (laughs) (laughs) Anne-Marie left the job in the middle of January, and the phenomena ceased Completely and immediately.
1: Oh, damn.
0: Yeah. It was documented that she had several other jobs afterward in which the strange electrical phenomenon followed her.
1: Girl, you need
0: some help. What was last heard of her was that her fiancé had broken up with her during a bowling game, and she caused the scoreboard to malfunction. Damn. Like, that was why they got in a fight, was because she did that.
1: And, and so he was like, <laughs> "You ain't beating me in bowling. We're done."
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So after that, apparently, she went on to get married in 1969, and the activity around her stopped. Right. But something was going on with Miss Anne Marie. She had sh- she had something.
1: There was something there. Was there Dang, was something I attached if to she's okay these days.
0: I mean, it's hard to say. You
1: know. Wish we could call her. Yeah,
0: 400 pound cabinet though. Yeah, that's damn near impossible. I don't want to be around heavy. that. No, mm-hmm. little heavy. Little heavy.
1: Well, y'all ever heard of the San Pedro poltergeist in mm, California? Because no. I haven't. I have think it. so. It, but it seems like a popular one. I love know? that. It seems like we should have heard about it. <laughs> it happened in 1989, 1990. Ooh, so quite, a more recent yeah, one. for real. Okay. And this chick's an adult. Weird. Yeah? <laughs> Jackie Hernandez, y'all. She had a predatory spirit attached to her in her San Pedro neighborhood. I
0: hate that for Ew. her. Let
1: me tell you about it. I know. This girl was going through a lot when she moved into this house in San Pedro, y'all. It's a neighborhood in Lo- like in Los Angeles, if nobody you know knows the area she was a single mother and she had just left her husband and her two children they were like living with her in san pedro she was working two jobs she was just like going through a lot what wasn't she doing you know she was under severe (laughs) emotional distress quite relaxing That's what she
2: wasn't doing
1: exactly But with the three, you know, the three of our, our little gangs here that had poltergeists connected to them, they were all kind of depressed, weren't they?
2: You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, you got
1: that's where you got to watch out. That's where they come in, and they're like, I'm going to make a home in this dark, <laughs> depressed mind. You know? This mm-hmm. is what happened. So... So, the strange experiences started happening, like, pretty quickly when she, like, got there. She said that she, one night, was uh, walking through the house, and all of a sudden, she saw a haggard old man sitting in the corner of the room staring back at her. Uh-uh. Yeah. She described his eyes as glowing, and his face was emotionless. Ew. So, you know... Being like the rest of us, she freaking panicked and was like, I'm getting out of here. Ran to her neighbor's house. I don't know what she did with the kids, but she ran to her neighbor's house. (laughs) She was like, fuck (laughs) y'all. And she went and her neighbor, Susan, she was like, girl, I tell you, there's somebody in my house, so you got to help me, right? And Susan was like, I totally believe you, but this is a dangerous thing, I think. So we're going to call the Dr. Tafts this, you know, paranormal investigator Barry, Dr. Taff. It seems Dr. Barry Taff. Okay. Yeah. They were like we're going to call him and his team cuz it can't be handled by just me and you, Jackie. Exactly. You know, so she was smart. So they called Mr. Taff here. Excuse me, Dr. Taff.
0: As as they should
1: have. Right. And we're like get your cameras in here. There's shit going down, you know. So the team came mm-hmm. in and the fir- they said the first thing they noticed was a foul odor in the house. Foul odors are often demonic. Yeah. Or like a dead animal in your house. That too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My mind is like, definitely demon.
1: So, like, they smell that foul odor and then all of a sudden there was this loud banging coming from the attic, y'all. And they said it got louder and louder and Jackie traced the banging to the ceiling above her kitchen. And she also claimed when she found this spot, she was like, this is where I saw Mm -hmm. a ghostly image of a severed head accompanied by muffled voices. So they're like, shit, girl. Yeah, something's in the attic, I think, right? (laughs) So they, along with like, The crazy severed head, muffled voices, the banging. There were also objects known to be thrown around the house. Not safe. By an unseen force. And then a strange liquid started oozing from this girl's cabinets. (gasps) Alex Mack. Plasma. Alex (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mack. So there's also photographs of this place, too, we can show on our Instagram. Like, at one point, one of the guys... um, Jeff Wheatcraft, he was up in the attic, like, documenting some of this, you know, they had, like, they would take pictures and there was, like, orbs in the pictures and stuff. So yeah. So they were, like, documenting that. And all of a sudden, he had something push him and throw his camera from his hands. And so he freaked out and he panicked and he went down. But then on a second attempt, he went back up and he was mysteriously strangled by a cord up there what the hell i know, And he died and they got this no okay. <laughs> he survived <laughs> but <laughs> still but they got a picture of it so y'all can see it eventually Woof.
2: do you think they yeah. were like pulling Look, an instagram here's, here's the and goals they, can see it did they take can a photo before it, they helped him <laughs>
1: Yeah, it looks like it. Can you see it?
2: (laughs) People never change. We've been the same this whole time. (laughs) The
1: guy's literally hanging, and they're just taking Uh, a photo.
2: They're like, "Uh, hold
0: still, please. Do it for the gram.
1: Yeah. So... They did all this investigation, like, they were like, this house is freaking haunted, you know, you should probably get out, Jackie. So Jackie Jackie left, you know?
0: Direct quote. (laughs) This house is freaking haunted,
1: Jack. (laughs) So she ended up moving to a trailer park, you know? Uh, And she moved in with her estranged husband. And this was like 300 miles north of this house that she moved away from. So she was like, I'm safe, you know? But Mm -hmm. she wasn't. Mm -mm. Because this was a poltergeist. Yeah. So one night in the trailer park, Jackie was watching TV. And all of a sudden, she said this screen began to flicker. And then, boom, the image of the old man pops up on this screen. Holy shit. (laughs) I know. And then all of a sudden, loud bangs in the trailer. And it's just like, like, just like it was in the attic. I know. So right away, she called up her team of investigators was like, shit's not over. Mm -mm. Come on down to trailer town. (laughs) And they did some investigations there where they ended up having a seance and the apparition came through the old man he said he was murdered in San Pedro Harbor mm. yeah yes. and right and he also informed them that several other spirits were haunting this area and Jackie was just attached to because she was so you know her energy she had sh- shit yeah, she had shit going mm-hmm. on and so it was like she could be attached to mm-hmm. right so, anyways, that's what happened. Wow. She she ended up moving again. She moved several times over the course of the next several years. And each time she moved, the paranormal activity seemed to lessen each time. It's like the dude was kind of getting tired of moving. Mm-hmm. He was like, bitch, let's just stay. I'm
0: What's tired.
1: <laughs> but she finally settled in Los Angeles, pretty far away from her former home. And um, ended up just completely not having anything. Wow. And again, yeah. But the residents that have come into the San Pedro home sometimes claim that they hear strange sounds from the attic. Hmm. I know.
0: Wow. You know she was bad if she was willing to live with her estranged husband again.
1: I know. That was kind of a, you know, silly move. Wow. I'm sure that also made it worse probably like
0: that made her probably more stressed yeah, was out like
1: here i come through the tv because you need to get out
0: and fed the poltergeist more right woof damn y'all that's the thing i don't want what a poltergeist
1: duh yeah no thanks let's uh, never nobody get their energy that
2: low nobody
1: okay <laughs> you know? this seek, is seek why help. you know you
2: will get a
0: poltergeist
1: right
0: <laughs> have you has anyone known a poltergeist
1: oh yeah anybody out there been poltergeisted
0: let us know at the golden ghouls
1: podcast at <laughs> gmail.com
0: we're needing some stories guys yes. yes we really do there was a time where we like we finally just got through all of them oh. i know oh. people are like i don't want to wait four months to get my story on there well now you don't have to because if you email us You'll we, got, in we got we got right some time
1: away. Woo!
0: So send Why those stories, baby. Send. Up. Let us know about poltergeists and anything else spooky.
1: Yeah, we gave you guys like three stories of our own hauntings. Just this, I as know. As early up, you know, early in the episode, we're
0: cray. God.
1: So, well, yeah. what's going on out there? You just got stuffs happening.
0: Us. We love yeah. it. We do. Ah, all right, guys. Until next time. Stay spooky.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah.